I'm Leanne Tran, psychologist who's worked with families whose kids don't fit the mould for almost 20 years. I've worked with children for decades, but I know parents are the real change makers when it comes to their kids. Having three kids of my own means I know it's not easy. Parent Like a Psychologist is all about simplifying how you support your kids with psychology information filtered through years of experience to take you from overwhelmed to confident. Come on in. Hello again. Thank you so much for joining me. We're up to the fourth episode in the series about managing behavior. And today I'm going to talk about what to do if your child is um, defiant or aggressive. That's something that can be really stressful as a parent um, to handle. So I'm going to talk about ways to think about it in the moment, um, but also ways to think about prevention of this stuff as well, like in everything I talk about. And then also adapting for kids who don't fit the mold, autistic kids, ADHDers. Um, actually, I might even mention kids with anxiety as well, because sometimes this happens um, and it's not what it seems. So um, the questions I get asked a lot about defiance and aggression is, first of all, what do you do to address it? And then secondly, what are the causes of these kinds of behavior? So I'll talk a bit in a moment about how to address the um, defiance, but I want to talk a little bit about what the causes might be. Sometimes for defiance, it's going to be normal because kids as they grow are designed to become more independent. Um, So there will be a level of that defiance that's developmentally normal as kids become their own person and don't want to listen to their parents as much as they used to. If they ever did want to listen to us, I'm not sure. Um, And I think just note that how much these defiance is happening. So is it occurring frequently? Is it really serious? Um, And does it seem to be increasing? That's when I would start to think about maybe approaching things differently as a parent. Um, If it happens every now and again, I think that's uh, probably normal. Defiance can also fluctuate as well. So when kids are more stressed, uh, they're more likely to act out and that could be something to do with it as well. Sometimes kids are defiant for different underlying reasons. And so perhaps um, they have ADHD and it's more difficult for them to control their actions and um, their emotions. Uh, Or sometimes kids are avoiding demands and that kind of thing, particularly in autistic kids that can be common. Uh, Or even in some kids, there is just a higher level of defiance that comes from either how they're wired or how that interaction with you as a parent is working out. So defiance is one area where you can put some of this advice into practice um, and see if it helps. But if it's a continual pattern and you're continually struggling with it, I do think getting help from a psychologist who can talk about your individual experiences and dig a bit deeper to work out what's happening will be really helpful. 
So the first two things I'm going to talk about I've mentioned before in terms of behaviour. So if you've been listening along, you might have already uh, heard these ideas and been able to put them into place, which is awesome. The first um, idea is having clear expectations. And so sometimes we think that kids are being defiant by not doing what we ask them to do, but it's actually that they are unsure of what they're expected to do. So you need to have really clear expectations about what you want your kids to do and be really consistent in your approach um, to, to that. I've realized too that maybe it's going to be helpful to actually define what defiance is. Um, and defiance is really uh, kids not following an instruction or a command, if you want to use that kind of word. Um, and so I think that helps us see how natural and normal it is to some, to some degree. Um, kids will generally not do what they're told a lot of the time. So what we're talking about um, today is that kind of really consistent, um, can almost continuous defiance um, that's above the level of what might be normal for kids um, at different ages. Um, so clear expectations is one thing. The other thing too is that um, what can help is giving really clear instructions. So sometimes parents will say to me that their kid doesn't listen or doesn't do what they're told. And it's really important that you make sure that your child, first of all, is actually listening and hearing you because it might not be defiance. It might be the fact that they aren't tuned in to what you're asking them to do. So you need to um, get down on your child's level, get their attention first. Usually it's better if they're not already doing something else interesting, like a video game, um, and then give them a clear instruction about what you'd like them to do. If kids are watching a video game or something like that, just give them a minute of a warning and, and let them know that you'll be stopping that. And once that's stopped, then you can give them an instruction. So if you think your child's not listening, it's really important to make sure that they have actually heard you. And then when you give the instruction, if they don't follow it out, that's a different um, scenario. The second piece of advice is to try to remain calm and just think about people's safety in that moment. So I guess that's more so when your kid's um, defiant, but then also a bit aggressive as well. So they might, when they get upset like that, lash out towards other people, whether it's siblings, um, parents, other people. Really try in that moment to focus on calming yourself. As we talked about in the last episode, you can't calm and, and regulate kids down to be calmer than you are. So you really need to calm yourself as a first priority. And safety is the other component um, there. And my recommendation is to try to move other people away from your child if they're getting upset like that. Um, that's going to be it's going to be much easier to pick up a sibling or get the other kids to move away than it's going to be to try and remove a child who's defiant and aggressive um, and take them away to their room. Most likely that's going to escalate the situation and that's not what you want. 
So those are two things you can do in the situation. Again, I think encouraging good behavior and um, encouraging your kids to be able to handle themselves and their emotions happens mostly in the preparation and prevention of these um, situations. So one way I think is really helpful is to have open communication with your kids. Um, defiance is kind of, it's not just behavior, it's kind of in response to you and your relationship with your child as well. So it's really important to have times when your child's calm, but also when you're calm as well, that you can talk about what's happening in the home and get your child's opinion on it and hear their perspective. Uh, it might be that your child is frustrated about how things are going. They might not agree with the rules or they might feel like they have to follow them, but a younger sibling doesn't. So they might have some thoughts and feelings about what's happening um, that can help you understand their perspective and consider it from their point of view. Knowing those things can help you either adjust your expectations for um, this child who's having the defiance or other kids, or it can also let you know what um, skills maybe your child is having trouble with that's leading to this defiance. And that takes me into the last point, which is about teaching kids skills. And so that can be um, teaching communication or teaching problem solving. Communication um, can be taught in that kids need to know how to express the emotion that they're having in order to um, communicate it with you. So you can teach kids that by letting them know it's okay to feel certain feeling or any feelings, but I mean the feelings like this, maybe it's frustration, anger, annoyance, um, it's okay to feel those things and to tell you about them. And you can model how to do that with your child as well by doing it yourself sometimes. So you might say, oh, I'm just really frustrated because I'm trying to get this thing done and I can't concentrate. And so you've explained to your child the feeling that you're having in that moment, which gives them a guide of um, how they can do it themselves. Another reason um, that it's important to, sorry, the other thing that's important to teach is problem solving as well. Problem solving is not a skill that's innate to all of us. Some kids are better at it than others, but teaching your kids a way to think through problems when they happen can be really helpful. Um, because maybe this defiance is a, a response to a situation that the child doesn't know how to solve. And that might be because they don't have the skills they need for it. Um, and maybe they can't communicate that in the moment. So teaching them to communicate about it, but then also a way to think about problems and problem solve can be really helpful. I'm going to make a note because I think that would be a really important thing to cover in another episode as well is actually how to teach problem solving to kids. Um, but for now, I wanted to say too that why it's important to teach um, communication and problem solving is because usually as a psychologist, what we see is that behavior is communication. 
And so if your child is being defiant or aggressive, acting out, they're trying to communicate something. Um, if kids don't have the skills to do it verbally, they'll do it through behavior. Sometimes if they are just too upset um, and they could normally communicate it, but they can't right now because they're super angry, then it will come out in behavior as well. So the more that you can teach your kids to communicate how they're feeling, the less they'll be relying on their behavior to do the trick. Um, so as I mentioned before too, if putting these things in place is not really leading you to a place of calm where you feel like, you know, you're connecting and understanding your child and helping them through it, then it's um, something that's worth seeing a psychologist about for some help. Now, always I talk about how we can adapt these things for kids who don't fit the traditional mold. Uh, and so that means that they'll have different um, needs to some other kids. It also means that the parenting strategies will need to be a little bit different. So where kids have ADHD, sometimes it's really important for you as a parent, actually always, it's important for you to learn about ADHD and how that changes um, the way kids do things. And so there's a couple of differences that, would, that leads into their behavior. And one of the things is that kids are generally more impulsive which means they act before they think. Um, and they don't necessarily have very, as well-developed organizational skills, so executive functioning. So that means being able to plan and problem solve and that kind of thing. So sometimes what you might see as defiance, which is not um, following an instruction, could be uh, a difficulty with actually having the ability to carry out the task. So learning uh, a lot about ADHD yourself is going to be helpful in that. It's going to help you understand your child um, and from understanding comes empathy, but also it's going to teach you what your child needs um, in that moment. As I mentioned before, Behavior usually happens for a reason as well. And so, um, oh no, I didn't mention that. I said it, it's communication, which is true. The other thing is that it always happens for a reason as well. Kids generally don't tend to do things for no reason. Um, none of us really do that much. So there's, it's usually serving some kind of purpose for the child. And that's um, what we call function of behavior. And so it means what is the purpose of it or what's the child getting out of the behavior? And we also think about what they're communicating with the behavior as well. So going into that a bit further um, is useful when kids have ADHD or autism. That's something that you can do with a psychologist um, or other professionals as well. But my advice to you that you can carry out as parents is to just think about what is the reason um, underlying the defiance or the aggression? What is my child getting out of it? And what might they be communicating through doing this? I think then that gives you the opportunity to, rather than look at it from at the 
at the defiance or the aggression itself, which is um, what you see on the surface, it lets you understand a bit more about what the underlying difficulties might be or the underlying skills that your child is not developing yet or hasn't developed yet. So it helps you then try to address your strategies towards those skills um, and needs rather than towards the behavior. So um, that's, yeah, it's hard to do sometimes. You can't do it in the moment. So I'd recommend maybe afterwards thinking about it. So you have to wait till you're calm and that might be the next day or it might be a couple of days later. But try and talk with maybe your partner or other adults who are around and know your child and think about, um, talk about it together and brainstorm and just have some hypotheses about what might be happening. These are things that you can check in with your child as well. Talk to them about it and see um, and check it. You know, I was thinking this, that I'd asked you to do something and you, um, you know, you you were rude about it, but I wonder, is it because it's really hard for you to do? Am I right? Or have I got it wrong? And your kids will usually be able to tell you some of that stuff. Another thing to think about if your child has ADHD is whether um, they're able to tolerate frustration particularly well. And it's something we know that kids with ADHD have more difficulty than others in managing their emotions. And that includes frustration. And if that's the case and you notice that when your child gets frustrated, they tend to um, lose it, blow their lid, whatever you might say, if they're aggressive or they're defiant in those situations, it's worth thinking through how you might be able to teach them to develop their skills in frustration tolerance. Uh, How you go about that is trying to pick up on when they're frustrated and coping with it and use some descriptive praise and make a big deal of that when you notice it. If kids are on board, it's something that you can also try to encourage them to do. Um, And it might be that you see if they can handle their frustration a bit longer um, each week. And it, this can be something that you do just in the, in the moment, in the situations, or you might want to do it as a bit of an experiment as well. Um, and so it might be having them experience a little bit of frustration or something and um, that's, you know, innocuous, which means it's not very, um, it's not very upsetting, but it's still a bit frustrating. Um, I can only think of it as like an example as a parent, but if you've got a partner who snores, sometimes, you know, it's how long do you think you can handle that frustration of listening to that snore before you give them a shove with your elbow? Um, sometimes that idea of thinking I can last longer, I can handle the frustration, that kind of idea, but applying it to something that your kids find a bit annoying, but not too serious can be really helpful. Um, And the other thing to consider is medication as well. Um, Impulsivity is quite uh, tricky. And if there's defiance or aggression coming from that, kids have this really short window between um, when this situation happens and when they respond or react to it. 
So medication can be helpful in um, opening up that window a little bit. Hmm, something to think about. Uh, I think too for ADHDers or autistic kids as well, it's thinking about the sensory um, regulation or sensory support that you can put in place. The more that you do that um, throughout the day reduces the baseline level of stress, which means kids are less likely to then kick over into aggression or, um, you know, maybe even defiance as well. So I kind of describe it when I'm talking to kids with this um, visual idea of that, you know, if this is the point where we can't tolerate anything anymore and we're going to to lose it or get upset, if our baseline stress level is down here, um, that's, that's, I'm just realized, sorry, that some people are listening and you can't see what I'm doing. I'm holding one hand up high and one hand down low. Um, think of it that, um, I guess, the almost like a mountain the the closer you are to the top of this anger mountain or volcano the more the easier it is to get you to um, erupt but if you can reduce that baseline level of stress down quite a lot through things like um, sensory regulation and other things it means it's harder or it takes a lot more to um, to reach for kids to reach their limit so the more that you can do to um, prevent these situations by meeting the needs day to day is going to be really helpful. So we talked about it a bit with sensory support and regulation. And the other thing is about um, communication and visuals as well. So if you can be using visual information to let kids know what you expect of them and what's going on, they're going to be a lot calmer. If you can adjust your communication to meet their communication style and level, that's going to make things calmer as a baseline as well. It's also important to um, make sure your communication is clear as well when you're giving instructions and simple where possible, um, because that's more likely to um, lead to a really good outcome when you're asking your kids to do something. Again, I want to stress that if these things, um, you feel like they're reasonable and you can put them into place, go ahead. Um, and then, but if you think that your situation is a bit more serious than this, or if you try these strategies and find that they're not really helpful, or you uncover some things uh, like, um, skills your child doesn't have or, or you wonder about teaching them communication and problem solving a bit more, then that's the time to maybe seek some help um, from a psychologist. And what we do um, is take the approach of digging deeper underneath um, the layers of the behaviour to find out what the skills are that are, um, I don't want to say lacking, not there yet, let's say that, still developing. Um, and whether that's skills, communication or, or tolerating emotions, then that's what we can help your child with, but also teach you how to do that at home. Because as always, it's um, we can give advice, but what you do at home is the thing that's going to make the real difference for your child. So 
I wish that your my wish for you is that you're not experiencing much of this defiance and aggression now um, and that that continues into the future. But listening to it now and thinking about it um, and putting some stuff in place before your child is aggressive or defiant is going to be the best path forward. And that's what I wish for you, the best path forward. So thanks again for joining me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Parent Like a Psychologist. If you found it helpful, please share on Instagram so other parents can benefit too and tag me at Leanne Tran Psychology so that I can say a big thank you. Head over to leannetran.com.au to join the village for bite-sized psychology tips straight to your inbox. I really hope this podcast has brought a new perspective and you a step closer towards a calm parent and a thriving child. Have a delightful day.